1: The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. We told you double digits to one for Phoenix, which, you know, would think that winning the division championship is the be all end all is not a bad play. Not a bad play. It's a decent little team. It really is. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Opposite. Oh, Welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio right here on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Thursday, March 4th. Yours truly, sitting for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks, that's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott icon, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well. Right here on an Opposite Picks Thursday. Well, what are we going to talk about today, you ask? Well, best of the West versus best of the East, believe it or not. Hard and plenty, ripping the refs. Uh, Let's burn up those 65-1 to tickets, thank you very much. Jets are taking phone calls, but is anybody making them? Underwhelming performance by the Aggies. It's certainly no slam dunk. Park the car in Las Vegas. What are you bidding for Russell Wilson? Less means more free agents. Uh, Would it really have killed LeBron to play last night and uh, UFO anyone? We'll get to all those stories again. Plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here again on a Thursday, March 4th. What's up, LLs? How are you doing on this uh, Thursday? Hopefully your day is uh, getting underway uh, and doing well. Maybe you've been up for a little while. Who knows? Maybe just getting up. But uh, you're truly sitting in for the next two hours, taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. As always, a lot to get to this morning, including an NFL prominent player saying he saw a UFO. I've actually seen a UFO. But keep in mind, UFOs are unidentified flying objects. Doesn't mean you've seen Martians. It doesn't mean you've seen spaceships from other countries and other worlds and other. You know, it, it means you just don't know what that is. So maybe we've all seen unidentified flying objects. But uh, yes, there is a football player that swears him and his wife. I don't know. Maybe next they'll be inducted they'll and, and. uh uh, abducted and, and said that they had tests taken on them and all the other goofy stories that you hear with UFOs. My story's not that crazy, but uh, maybe we'll get a chance to get to that. We got NBA. We got the, the return of uh, James Harden to Houston last night <clears throat> and, and really kind of lost in the, in the mix of it all. You got the return of uh, Zdena Char with the now Washington Capitals. It's crazy. That sounds playing the Boston Bruins last night for the first time. Got a uh, tough injury for a team that thinks he can win the national championship in college basketball last night. And we got more uh, fodder about Russell Wilson being up for sale. And the Jets say that uh, quarterback Sam Darnold is up for sale. So, a lot to get to get over the next uh, couple of hours, plus your phone calls, 844-843-6879. Lead story, really, uh, believe it or not, not uh, preseason baseball, <clears throat> but it's actually uh, the James Harden situation. As he goes back to Houston last night, Nets won. i tell you what, the Nets end up winning by 18, 132, 114. They cover, uh, they win, the game goes over. They could have won that game by 50 points. Uh, you talk about just the difference of uh, maybe the best team in the NBA and maybe the worst team in the NBA, you saw it last night. That thing would that they, they could, if you told the Nets beforehand you have to win this by 40 points. They would have won by 40. It was that easy. You know, you don't score 132 points by accident. You you just have to dominate your opponent, and they did. Harden returns. Listen, there are only a couple thousand fans in the stands, so it's it's tough to get a reaction. People there said there was some booing and there's some cheering, but again, when you have so few fans, it, it you know, uh, it's kind of hard to tell if it was predominantly one or the other. They did do a couple of videos. I know that and when I was watching the game. I don't know. I don't, like it talked about yesterday. I don't get it. I, I really don't. Uh your your franchise has now lost thirteen straight games. Uh they're on pace to be the worst team in the NBA, which is saying a lot in the NBA these days. And this is the guy that caused all this, really. Now the, the Rockets may not be a championship caliber team with him on this club, but you know they're better than what they are right now. And right now they're eleven and twenty three. They have the second worst record in the NBA, thank goodness for the teacups. Otherwise they'd have the worst record in the M well third worst, excuse me. Detroit's ten and twenty-five. Third worst record in the NBA. Thank goodness for the Pistons and teacups; otherwise, they would. They're on, they're on pace. I mean, listen, thirteen straight losses. Uh, you know, eleven of those thirteen by double digits. They are just atrocious. And the guy that caused it all is the guy that you want to honor. I, I don't. I I just don't get it. I really now. I read that they were raising his jersey to the rafters. They didn't do that last night, but they did. You know, do some videos and they honored him versus really kind of booing him. Uh, and he had a triple-double, played great, 29 points, tennis, or, uh, 10 rebounds, 14 assists. No knock on him, but you and I could have done that against this pathetic Rockets team. My goodness, they are just awful. I mean, just awful. I don't know who they're going to beat, but I'll tell you what, looking back, we said it at the time, so it's not even hindsight, but the fact that this awful team was a five-point favorite over anybody outside of the peak of High this week is just mind-boggling. They They stink. So everyone's all in love with Harden. They're all hugging him after the game. Even the players. Isn't there a player on the Rockets, you know, Eric Gordon, that says, you know, you bailed out on his brother. You know, you left us high and dry. You know, our, our team stinks. We got the worst record, to, you know, th- this almost in the NBA. I, You know, I, you would think somebody would hold some resentment towards him, but no, nah, they loved him. Loved him last night. Amazing. Just getting underway, hour number one of our two-hour extrapaganza. Scott Wetzel on a Thursday morning. SportsGrid Radio.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A lot of mixed emotions for for, for the fans. Uh, But I'm just happy. My team did an unbelievable job of just having my back and uh, you know, allowing me to come out here and, and as a team, get this win. Um, you know, credit the, the, the ownership of, of the Rockets, uh, the Tita family for you know putting my jersey in the Raptors. Um, hopefully that shows, you know, on the court, and off the court, uh, the contribution that I had to the city. So uh, once again, I, I appreciate the support, love, and uh, you know,
1: the show goes on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <clears throat> there you just heard why the Rockets are doing what they're doing. And I and I mean that. You know, here's the guys. Scott Wetzel sitting again, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Nets beat the Rockets, right? 132-114. Hard returns to Houston first time. Mixed reaction from the couple thousand fans in the stands. You know, it's hard to tell one way or the other. Uh, But we all question, or at least I did, I'll speak for myself, I I question why they would honor a guy that's basically left this franchise high and dry, and and really, they went from being one of the best franchises in the NBA to now being one of the worst, record-wise. So why would you honor a guy that, that forced his way out? It, it wasn't a voluntary thing. Rockets didn't go into the season thinking, all right, we got to move hard and we're going to disload and then, uh, you know, get rid of everybody and then uh, rebuild and this, that. And they don't, they wanted to go with who they had. They got rid of Westbrook. You know, they figured they'd bring in John Wall and they got a nice little one-two punch there, so let's go, right? But we all know what happened. But the fact that he just praised the owner, is why the owner is doing what he's doing. Because if the owner <clears throat> doesn't honor him, and even though he you know got rid of him, even though he didn't have to, but he did, you can have you could definitely see Harden, who was, you know, basically calling out the franchise when he was a Houston Rocket. You can only imagine what he would be saying now that he's no longer a Houston Rocket, right? We couldn't win, we didn't do this, blah, 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 blah. Does any owner want that? No. No, they don't. No GM needs that either. They're trying to acquire free agents and everything else and make it an attractive place. The last thing they need is to have a former player bashing the organization, right? You have that with the Houston Texans already, right down the street. We, we don't even know the situation. Good luck trying to get a free agent to go there. So, all right, you know what? We'll swallow some pride. We'll honor the guy. We'll put a video together. We'll promise him that we'll raise his uh, jersey to the rafter someday. And this way he can be on our side. And you just heard it. You, you just heard it. He, he praised the owner. For, for what? Uh, you know, uh, two months ago he was ripping the owner, ripping the franchise, ripping the team, saying it sucks, this, that, and what have you. And now all of a sudden he's moved and now all of a sudden the team's great again. That's why you do what you do. And it's really, it's sad, you know, but you you buy, you don't need money. You know, the owner doesn't need any more money. He needs praise. He needs guys on his side. He needs his ego stroked a little bit rather than have, like I said, some guy bashing the franchise. So, Nets win. They win by 18. They could have won by 58 if they really wanted to. Uh, It was a blowout from start to finish. They led by three after one, 13 at the half. It got ugly in the third quarter. Fourth quarter was a complete joke. Uh, No one was playing any defense whatsoever because the game was basically over. A couple of guys hit their props. Wall hit 36 points. Oladipo hit 33 for the Rockets. Uh, For the Nets, though, And it's amazing how the boys in Vegas, they come so close, right? Harden, his over-under number, points total, 29 and a half. You know what he had last night? Yeah. I'll give you one guess. (laughs) One guess. 29. You know, who's betting under, right? I mean, who is honestly saying, boy, Rockets stink. Harden has a point to prove. Nets have told the world they're going to be feeding the ball to Harden. There's no Kevin Durant. So you know he's going to get his opportunities. Who Who's saying, gee, I like the under on James Harden in that situation? Nobody. Nobody. He's got to be an idiot, right? A half a stinking lousy point. And he missed the late three, too. He actually was in the game until about a minute or so left. He made a half a stinking point, 29 points. Wow. Wow. Well, you just can't beat the boys in Vegas. Just in FanDuel. We'll throw those guys in there as well. Just, just can't beat them. It is amazing. And uh, Kyrie had 24 points. So his prop uh, went under as well. Kyrie's prop yesterday was uh, 27 and a half. So you have a team that's by far the better team. The team wins by 18 points. Their guys go under. The team that loses, their two guys, Oladipo and Wall, both go over. And there's gambling. And, you know, go figure that out, right? So, uh, well, they move on from this, and, and the Nets get the win, and they show once again that they probably in the East are a team to beat. Although, you know, don't let facts get in the way of a good little rant, as we like to say here. The 76ers do have the best record in the Eastern Conference, and shockingly enough, they took on a team that has the best record in the Western Conference in the Utah Jazz so, game went to overtime as Embiid hit a big three for the first time in his life at the end of regulation, sent the game to overtime, and uh, 76ers win it in OT. The referee, which we'll hear the uh, Donovan Mitchell here in a second. Um, listen, I. I I didn't watch the game from start to finish, just flipping the channels. You know, you get a sentence, I want to get a feel for every single game. Looking at the box score afterwards, it really didn't look that one-sided. I mean, you're, you're going to have some games here in which not every single game has evenly matched free throws and fouls. If you look at the free throws, it does look a little weird. You know, the Jazz shot 19 free throws and the 76ers shot 35, but fouls. 76ers had 17 and the Rockets only had 24, you know, which is more, obviously, but it's not as one-sided as the free throws. So, you know, they just happen to have the the fouls being called at the right time that would send the 76ers to the free throw line and not the Utah Jazz. But uh, Mitchell complained afterward. Gobert complained afterward. You know, that's, you know, fine. Let them rip the officials. I'm okay with that. But I'm more upset about the fact that Donovan Mitchell now, this is another nationally televised game, four-letter network game, You know, you got a chance to shine. You're taking on a team that's got the best record in the Eastern Conference. You're taking on a team that's got, you know, probably your stiffest competition. Forget LeBron, your stiffest competition to get the MVP award. You got to come up big. And not only didn't the Utah Jazz win this game, not only did Mitchell get outplayed by uh, Embiid, Mitchell got thrown out of the game in the fourth quarter for arguing fouls after scoring, you know, 33 points when he was having a good game. I mean, you you, you, just, you can't do that. You can't do that, Donovan. You just can't. I mean, we're holding on to a ticket here, a 65-to-1 ticket for you to get the MVP. You, you can't be losing these games, and you can't be losing your cool in these games. Come on. The team needs you. The team needs you more than any other team in the NBA if you really want to go by MVP. If you think Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley are going to be leading this team to the best record in the Western Conference, you're kidding yourself. I mean, you gotta stay in the gate. You just have to. It's the NBA. You guys have been in this league long enough to know the refs suck, all right? They do. And it's not gonna change because it's 2021. Everybody complains about the refereeing. But you don't get yourself kicked out of the game, for goodness sakes. That's horrible. That's it. You know with stunk last night where the Jazz um you know starters as far as plus minus rating. And that's really where it came down. The backups did great. But the starters, uh, Conley minus 15, Mitchell minus 11, uh, Bogdanovich minus 14, O'Neal minus 11, Gobert minus 9. You know, in in an overtime game, you can't have that. You guys got to come through. Officiating or no officiating. You know, it didn't help matters that that, uh, Donovan, you shot 12 of 34 from the floor. I mean, you shot basically 33%, uh, just over 35% or so. Uh, five of 12 from three-point land, which isn't bad, but you take away those, you, you made seven shots, for goodness sakes, uh, from the floor. You, you just you got to shoot better than that. You got to – this is why the Jazz are the Jazz, you know, that they could win a, 100 in a row – but these big time games, you have to, a national, not so much who they play, because they have beaten the Lakers and they split against the Clips, but it's the spots. It's, you're on national TV. You have to find a way to win. You run down their schedule. Big game Phoenix lost. Big game Brooklyn lost. Did beat Milwaukee. Okay, we'll give them credit for that. Uh, big game uh, last night Philadelphia lost. You know, big game Lakers, okay win, and I told you about the split. They're, they're like a couple of games under 500 against the better teams that they face. Yeah, you know, that's you're not gonna get respect around the league when you do stuff like that. All right, coming up 22 past the hour, we'll hear from uh, Mitchell. That's coming up next right here, opposite pick Sportsman Radio.
0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Everyone, to blame a ref, to blame a fish, I could say I, we could have done more, but this this is getting out of hand. You know, there have been games like this that we've won, There've been games like this that we've, we've we've lost, but this whole refereeing stuff and the way we're we're nice, we don't complain, we don't like we don't get frustrated. You know, we fight through things, and the fact that we just continually get screwed in a way by this, you know, like we we won this game, in my personal opinion, you know. But like I said, I'm gonna give them credit; they won, whatever, cool. But like this is it's it's the consistent thing, and you know the question is, can we can we do it? Can we sustain it? Are we for real number one? Like here, yeah, the hell we are, and it's getting. It, it's getting ridiculous, KK. That this is this is what's happening. You know, what I mean, we have a whole second half of the season to go and get ready for. But like, I'm sick of it. To be honest with you, we all are.
1: Yikes! Uh, that was Donovan Mitchell, our 65 to one ticket to win the MVP. So let's recap how things went for the Jazz and Mitchell at our 65 to one ticket. Big time game, best record in the West versus the best record in the East. They lose. Big time game. Do they cover the spread? No. Big time game. He gets outplayed by Joel Embiid. Big time game. He gets kicked out of the game, and then big time game. He rips the officials afterwards. Well, he's ripping the officials, and we might as well rip up the sixty-five to one ticket. That that what we've heard guys rip officials before, but that was a rip job. And I must say. As I like to say, you know, if you're gonna do something, you might as well do it right. And and he, he laid into the pretty good there. I mean, he didn't necessarily hold back any. I although I wish he would just say it. You know, give credit where credit is due, Ray Allen many moons ago, you know, when he was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks, uh facing these 76ers, oddly enough, in the postseason, saying that uh, they didn't want the Bucks to win. You know, he at least finished the deal. I I wish Mitchell last night would have finished the deal and said, yes, they don't want our Utah Jazz to win because we're from Utah. I mean, I never quite understood that. I I know it's ratings, and I know, you know, it kind of all started with with Jordan. You know, they, they always wanted Jordan in, and they always kind of bend things backwards to make sure that Jordan would get there. And, you know, so the premise is that, You know, you want the bigger market team, and obviously Philadelphia is the bigger market team than Utah. But it's not about that anymore. It really isn't. You can be playing. You know, the San Antonio Spurs kind of, like, finished that off. You could be anywhere. I I don't care if you're, you're, you know, you're from the moon. It's who has the biggest stars. That's what it is. Now, right now, you got LeBron in Los Angeles, and you got the big three with Brooklyn slash New York City. So that's kind of taking care of that. But if if those guys were playing in Sacramento – and, you know, pick another Utah, for that matter. Believe you me, they would want the Utah Jazz and the Sacramento Queens to get to the NBA Finals. Obviously both could, but you know what I mean. So it's not necessarily about the city. It's about being a star. And that's where Mitchell, you know, in a lot of ways that 65-1 to ticket, you know, shows the little respect that Utah and he gets. Because it's from Utah? No, I don't know. You know, but they got to do something to kind of put themselves in that stratosphere. And it's not win any more games. They got the best record by a couple of games in the, in the you know Western Conference and in the NBA, for that matter. So it's not win more. It's just win games like last night. You know, get yourself on the map. You know, go to the All-Star game, Donovan, and put up 30-plus uh, points. Just say you're going to take the game over. We all know anyone that really wants to can do that. But uh, nice, nice rip job, but just next time, just complete, just say, you know what, they don't want the Utah Jazz to win because we're not good enough in the, in, uh, the NBA's eyes, because that's what they're basically saying. All right, quick recap here of the NBA, and then we'll get to some of the trends, and we'll let you know how our pyramid came through once again yesterday. First up, Pacers beat the Cadavers, 114-111. Uh, They don't cover, but they do get the win. T.J. McConnell, nine steals in the first half, the most ever since they started uh – uh, realizing the steal is actually a steal in the 70s. Had five and straight possessions in the first half as well. Pacers win, though, by only three. Sexton, 32. 76 beat the Jazz 131-123. Embiid with 40 points last night. Hit a big three to send the game to overtime. Pissed and shocked the Raptors, although the Raptors were out a bunch of players, as it turned out. Uh, Detroit wins, though, on the road 129-105. They had 80 points in the first quarter of this game. 80. 43-37. What a joke. You know the Nets and Rockets. We talked about that. Hawks beat the Magic 115-112. I saw the four-letter network. They didn't have it in its story, and I just saw it in the corner of my eye. A stat that I, I find hard to be believed, to tell you the truth, but the way comebacks occur in the NBA. But I thought I saw where teams that are trailing by 16 points or more heading into the final six minutes of games this year are 1-232. and 232. Um, I would have thought, I mean, that that's like, we see NBA comebacks all the time. I'm surprised. I, I got to double check that stat, but that's what I thought I saw. The Hawks were actually made it team number two last night as they rallied from 19 down, uh, 16 plus late, and actually won 115 to 112. They didn't cover, but they did win. That would be a miraculous number. One in 232? Really? I mean, you know, 16 points is a lot of points. I get that. But six minutes left, heck, I, I we've seen double-digit leads evaporate in the final minute and a half. I I, I got to check that one out to, to believe that one. But Hawks win. They don't cover. Game does go over. So, does that, you know, you're trying to get a read on Nate McMillan and how this team might change. They are 2-0 and now. One and one against the spread, and you got one under and one over. So good luck trying to figure out which way they're going to go with the new head coach. But for now, they're at least 2-0. and oh. uh, Charlotte blew out the the teacups, 135-102. Oh, this Minnesota team just stinks. Just stinks. I mean – wow uh 31 from Rozier for Charlotte Uh they, they actually only lead by six at the half I'm looking at the box score and then they just blew him out in the third and fourth quarter 36 23rd 37 26 fourth quarter Minnesota worst record in the NBA seven and 29 new head coach has yet to win a basketball game <laughs> they fired the old guy Saunders and the new guy is just as bad you know just like the uh, the who song um old leader looks like the the, the new leader. Or the new leader looks like the old leader. Same as the old boss. Uh, Bulls over the Pelicans last night. You know, there you're New Orleans Pelicans. Bulls win it. Nice road win as a six-point dog, 128 to 124. Zach Levine, 36. His prop total went over. Zion went under. And uh, he missed two, not one, but two big free throws down the stretch. And really, he missed three two on one possession. The final couple of minutes is the Pelicans they they were down double digits, they were playing like crap. They, they you know, they made the patented run. Uh they made it a, a one possession game and uh Zion misses three free throws down the stretch. Two with about 30 or so seconds left. That could have made it a, a one point game. Uh awful. Oh yeah, that that's tough. You know, the, one aspect the Pelicans looked like their beaters, uh you know, world beaters. And then the next, they lose at home to the Chicago Bulls. Very difficult team uh, to bet on. You bet the over because the game went over. But they beat Utah on Monday, right? And then they lose to the Chicago Bulls two days later. Don't figure. Don't figure. Um, you, you just can't do that if you want to be taken seriously. Uh, you, you beat Boston uh, you know, last week, but then you lose to San Antonio a couple of days later he just uh, so the inconsistency with this team um and, and they're really not a young team outside of williamson you know they, they got some veteran players on this team that by now you know you're in the league 3 4 years you, that, that makes you a veteran player that's a horrible loss for them just, just heading into the all-star break that's that's a brutal loss uh you get the mavericks over the thunder 87 78 by far the lowest scoring game of the season they combined for 29 fourth quarter points think about this these two teams combined for less points than the Lakers had one, two, three, four, five, six different quarters. Uh the, the Warriors and Trailblazers had uh one not only one. Um Bulls, Pelicans had one, two, three. Three, four, five different quarters where one team scored more than both the Thunder and Mavericks combined to score in the fourth quarter. 87-78. No Luka Doncic, uh, but they still get the win by nine. Jail Blazers over the Warriors 108-106 to as uh, Draymond Green had a layup that would have sent the game to overtime, overruled, ca- charging call. It was a good call. It, it was. And then you had the uh, the Queens beating the Lakers last night, 123-120, but they did not cover. Uh, no LeBron James in the game. No Anthony Davis in the game for, for L.A. Uh, Kuzma did play in the end. You know, here's my thing. I, I will say this. It sounded like LeBron didn't even make the trip, which, okay. At least they gave him rest. They actually gave him rest as far as no flying to Sacramento uh, or anything else. But wouldn't that have killed LeBron? to just suit up and not play. This way, and I've always said this about this stuff, right? You want to give a guy off? We, we can have that debate. We're never going to win. You, I, and most of America realize that these guys are pampered baby athletes, and then God forbid they should play a couple of games in a row or anything crazy like that. They all... That player, listen, we're we're not going to play play but do me a favor. Just dress, all right? We we got 13, 15 guys that we could dress. Do do me a favor. Go ahead and dress. Well, why should I dress if I'm not going to play? Well, you know what? There might be a situation, LeBron, where, I don't know, final 10 seconds, uh, I don't know, we're down one, and we just want to run a play and be able to throw you out there. Even if you just stand there, even if you just be the decoy you can be, you have that stature, obviously. Well, that was the situation last night. They're down one. There's 10 seconds left. If LeBron dresses and doesn't play, just throw him out there. Just stand there, LeBron. Stand, you know, 45 feet from the basket. I don't care. You're going to get double-teamed. But they don't even do that last night. I don't understand that. I, I just, you want to give a guy off fine, but that doesn't mean you have to basically ignore him completely. He can still be utilized. Crazy.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: You know, I know these guys,
0: and, you know, I mean, I know all their names, and I, I I have a lot of respect for them, but tonight they didn't have respect for us. And that can't happen because we're nice We're nice guys. You know, Mike Conley never had a technical in his life, and they don't respect him.
1: That's uh, Rudy Gobert, the Utah Jazz, as they were piling on the officials. uh, That the only good thing about that for them is, uh, although, let me double check. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that was their last game before the All-Star break. Um, yeah, that, you know, maybe the officials will forget about it because <clears throat> otherwise, normally, you know, when you rip the officials, when you really, really, really get screwed, then eh, they, they tend to give you the breaks the next game. But they didn't necessarily really, really, really get screwed. Like, there wasn't one play that allowed Philadelphia to win the game. So, with the officials getting ripped as they've been, you know, I'm sure it would have gone the other way. They would have made damn sure that the Jazz did not get the benefit of the doubt. But that was at least the last game before the All-Star break. And maybe when they take on the Rockets, when they come back, everything will be forgiven. And, listen, it would take a monumental lack of effort on Utah's part, not to beat the Houston Rockets anyway, no matter how bad the officiating is. But uh, that's just uh, something to consider uh, when you start ripping these officials, for sure. All right, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time, 844-843-6879. So, yeah, you know, back to LeBron. You know, again, Sally from Vogel said afterwards that he didn't make the trip, so that's one thing. But why not make him, allow him to make the trip? Why, why not? And, again, the dress – And, you know, sit there and and you're not going to play and tell them you're you're not playing. Don't worry about it. Don't, you know, don't even think about going in there. It's not happening. But unless there's a situation late in the game and we're not even going to make you part of the play, LeBron. You can go out there in your pajamas if you want to. But you're so good that if we do just put you on the court, you're going to get double teamed and that's going to open things up. And maybe they win the game. That that was the absolute classic scenario in which I ask a player that's not playing to dress anyway and make himself available. Down one, 10 seconds left, Lakers inbounding the basketball. You're telling me that with LeBron on the court, they would have had a better chance of getting that bucket and winning, <coughs> which they obviously did not, and they ended up losing by three. They covered, but they didn't win. I mean, would it have killed LeBron to go to Sacramento? I mean, it's not like you're flying halfway across the country, L.A. from Sacramento. Would it have killed LeBron just to sit there and dress uh, and just make themselves make available? I mean, listen, he's got a bum ankle. Okay. You know what? They're already saying he's available for the, for the All-Star game. He doesn't have a bum ankle. Please, stop. Stop with a bum ankle. He doesn't have a bum ankle. Make yourself available to the team. Again, it's another example, you know, 995,333 of how these players and these teams, they just don't care about winning these regular season games. They they just don't. And they don't care about getting a number one seed, a number two seed. They don't care about winning the division. They don't care about getting a home court advantage for the playoffs. They, They don't care. They want to get in. And whatever else comes with it, comes with it. Whatever else doesn't come with it, doesn't come with it. I mean, that's a game that they win. They, If if LeBron is dressed, they win that game. And what really stinks on top of all this rest nonsense is the fact that their second-best player, by far, Anthony Davis, is out. You know that going in. So God forbid LeBron should play every single game. I just, to this day, I don't understand it. You want to limit his minutes? You want to say you're not playing 35 minutes tonight? We, We got to cut back on some of your minutes. I don't care what happens. Fine. You know, don't play him in the first half. Just play him in the second half. I, I just, to sit him completely and then to not even dress him and then not even have him go on the road trip when you can throw him out there and you win that game. Well, it's tough. It's tough betting these NBA games. Lucas sits last night for Dallas. Now, Dallas ended up winning, but they struggled. uh they, You know, they didn't even hit 90 points. Again, Luka's going to be available for the All Star game. You know, miraculous. Somehow or another, on a Wednesday night, he can't play, but somehow or another, they know three days later he's going to be healed and ready to go in the All Star game. God, it's awful. They should, and I'm serious, they should make star player. Every team has two guys that have to play. Legitimately, every game, barring a serious. Back up here in a second, guys. No problem. Uh, but if you if you bet the over, you sure as heck weren't too happy about it. Speaking of betting, had our uh, we'll start with our pyramid plays. Those are the best plays of the night. Uh, NBA best play of the night: Nets Lane Seven winner, easy winner. NBA best prop play: over twenty nine and a half points. Zach Levine. I told you he was due for a monster effort. He had thirty six. Winner. Top NHL play, under 5.5, Arizona L.A. Kings, 3-2 final, winner. Uh, Top NHL prop play, over shots on goal, Nathan McKinnon, 4. He only had 2. Loser. I probably honestly wouldn't have played the 4 had I known it was 4. It's tough getting 5 shots on goal. I thought maybe it would be 3.5, but it was 4, to be fair. If FanDuel hadn't posted it uh, as of yesterday morning, so, but we'll take the loss. We, we said go ahead and do it, but it's tough asking for five shots on goal. It happens, but that's a lot. That that's like one of those numbers where it's you know you can't bet the under because he's their main guy. I like the philosophy. Colorado coming off a loss and, and uh, their main guy, you know, coming up big, but you can't ask for five shots on goal. You, you'll lose your skin if you do that all the time. So, but we'll take it as a loss. Uh, you know, without knowing what the number was yesterday afternoon so three and one and then if we said if you're only playing one new category I said go with the nets lay into seven and that line went up to 10 maybe 10 and a half in some circles as a big that thing went way up but you know it didn't matter it didn't matter as they won by 18 and as I said they could have won by 27 but ultimately they won by seven or they won by 18. So they covered our seven, which was our number uh, yesterday morning. So we went uh, three and one, and then the one we said if you're only gonna play one, you hit on the nets. So not bad. So our two day total. We started this on uh, Tuesday, one and one NBA play of the day, one and one NBA prop play, uh, two and zero NHL play of the day for plus two hundred. One and one NHL prop play of the day for minus ten, and then playing only one, two and zero. Oh. What would we do on Tuesday? We lost our NBA play Tuesday. Oh, the dopey Knicks. That's right, the first half play. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, so we're one and one. So overall, though, not, not not too bad. The main one is that playing just one, and you know who's in action tonight, don't you, boys? We'll get to that hour number two. Oh yes, our favorite guy is in action tonight. Cha ching, cha ching. NBA trend plays yesterday. We lost with Toronto. We got screwed. Uh, Half their team ended up being out with COVID. It is what it is. We're just going to, you know, you got to use your best judgment. We'll do it based on what we say when we leave you in the morning. And if you decide, you know what, the five guys are out. Scott didn't realize that. You know, you'd be smart about it, okay. But uh, for our record-keeping purposes, if if we say do it, then we're going to count it as we did it. So we lost with Toronto laying six and a half against Detroit. Had Brooklyn versus Houston winner, we had uh, over Atlanta Orlando winner as the Hawks have been an over team, over Charlotte Minnesota. I I tell you what, another winner. These next two, uh, we keep on saying it. Over Chicago New Orleans winner as well. Pelicans are now twenty five four and two over. You know when the Nets were going way over everyone was making a big stink about it. You know, when the Jazz were covering all those games, everyone was making a big stink about it, and rightfully so. But the Pelicans and the uh, Bobcat Hornets, who are now 17-5 and over their last 22 games, no one's talking about it. Why does that matter? Because as long as no one's talking about it and making a big deal, then the lines won't adjust. They'll stay moderate numbers. Uh, and they are with Charlotte games. New Orleans numbers are pretty high. That, that was like two thirty six, two thirty seven last night. That's a lot of points. Game went over, but they those numbers are adjusted. But yeah, seventeen and five. The Charlotte Hornets. I mean, you could name three guys on this team, right? I mean, they don't really even, you know, when I struggle to do the prop plays, I, I got to come up with the Gordon Hayward, who's not anywhere close to what he used to be, and then Shea Gilchrist-Alexander. I mean, who ever heard of him, for goodness sakes? But all they do, over, 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 over. 17-5 and now over their last 22. Pelicans, now you're obviously familiar with the Pelican players. But still, 25-4-2 and over. Not bad. And then the other trend play was OKC, as they're a good uh, road team against the spread. Dallas, a lousy home team, which explained why that line was only three and a half. Although without Luka, that also had a lot to do with it, obviously. So that was a loser on OKC. So we went four and two with the trend plays yesterday in the NBA. Not bad. 11 and eight for the season or for the for the week. As far as today's trend plays, uh, we'll do that hour number two. Hockey, uh, trend plays. We had... uh, three of them last night under St. Louis Anaheim winner Uh, over or excuse me under five and a half Minnesota Vegas loser. That was a five one final rats, you know, driving around. I won't say, man, I won't mention any names uh, because nobody wins. I I was listening to our, uh, our network here and there was one guy in the afternoon Uh, Early afternoon, that just loved Minnesota and the under. Love, love, love. You know, and his co host was like, I don't don't think so, but okay. If you say, oh, love, love, love Minnesota, the under. Uh, It was Vegas and the over. Uh, And uh, Kings, even versus Arizona, uh, that was a loser. So our trend hockey plays went one and two for minus 110 for the week six winners, two losers for plus 390 units wise. We got a bunch of trend plays tonight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, decent trends in action later on tonight. Again, hour number two. Shots on goal. Uh, we only had three guys. Remember, now we're cutting way back. We were doing two, three, four guys a team. You're never going to win that way. So I'm picking one or two guys. Uh, Austin Matthews got seven shots on goal. That was the winner. Connor Garland for Arizona, only two shots. He was a loser for the Yotes. And then uh, McKinnon, again, only two shots on goal. His over number was four. That was a loser for Colorado. So one and two shots on goal. Uh, now five winners, ten losers with two pushes. Got the few for later on tonight. Again, hour number two. Well, that gives you a sense of what we did. Not not too, too bad, you know, um, with the NBA 4-2, and two, hockey 1-2. and two, Got screwed a little bit with that Minnesota under. And uh, we hit with the big one with the Nets. So, overall, not a bad uh, day with the boys in Vegas. And we have our favorite guy in action later on tonight. Again, hour number two. Coming up here in a couple of moments. Um, football news, real quickly. Uh, I won't spend too, too much time on this, but... Report out there that says that the uh, Seattle Seagulls will now listen. NFL Network is reporting this. Michael Silver, give credit where credit is due. He's saying that the Seahawks, you know, and, and this Wilson thing is not dying down any, and that they are now willing to listen to trade offers. Now, Wilson has a no trade clause. Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears are the four teams his agent last week said that he'd be willing to accept a trade to. Knowing that they has the no trade clause, uh, I thought this thing would die down. I, you know, it, listen, and they would take a thirty nine million dollars dead cap hit if they traded him. But those things always tend to be able to be worked out if they really wanted to move him. What would you give up to get Russell Wilson? Forget the Sean Watson. That's our poll question. We'll update it when we come back. Scott Wetzel, Sportsman Radio, Series XM two hundred four. All right, our poll question is up and out, and that is, how much would you give up to acquire Seattle quarterback Russell Wilson? Uh, I put the farm, two first-round draft choices, three first-round draft picks, and the proverbial other. Right now, pretty close vote put, uh, posted a little while ago. Uh, we got the two first-round draft choices getting uh, just over 39% of the vote. Three first-rounders getting just over 30%, other getting 18 And the farm at uh, 12%. Tim Clancy tweets in, I would not. Really? Uh, I'm not sure what the fan Tim is of, but uh, no matter what, you would not trade for Russell Wilson? Okay. Uh, Ken tweets in, my left pinky and my two ex-wives. Uh, Louis from Augusta and LL from the podcast says the ex-wife number one. Gladly. <laughs> I tell you, I get ripped from ancient, you know, mentioned the wives all the time, you know, God forbid you have personality around here. Uh, but a lot of others can do the same. Uh, and then Dan, uh, tweets in the entire Detroit lions organization. So there you go. Go to your opposite picks feed, get your voting. And we'll update that a couple of times, uh, next hour before we are through, I would give up. You got him in his prime, you gotta pay him a lot of money. Let us just say they could work out the salary cap situation, which I think they can if they really wanted to. And like I said, there's always a if there's a will, there's a way. You spread it out, you know, you do it after June first, so you can make it over last year or this year. There's there's different goofy ways you could do it, right? Um I uh, so I I would give up, but would I give up three? He's young, but he's not that that young. Yeah, I'd probably I, I probably would. You know, knowing most teams are clueless when it comes to the draft anyway. They really are. You know, we could spend uh, 10 hours listing uh, botched first-round draft picks. So, yeah, I'd go three. I don't know if I would go four, but I would go three, absolutely. You want to give me uh, Russell Wilson for three first-rounders and maybe my starting quarterback as well? Where do I sign All right, one hour to books, one to go. Scott Wetzel on a Thursday morning sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM 204.